hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by my co-host, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Doing good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we're here to talk about Season 5, Episode 7 or 8. I should have written this down. I always forget to do that. 8. Uh, 8. Sean 2.0. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's classic, you know, it, it's like, I think a lot of TV shows do this where it's the, they, the, the, our main character has met their match, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. So we start off back in 1990. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've reached your 2.0? Is there a 2.0 no. you reached? I mean, yeah, I like to, I like to think that I can keep improving as a person as the time goes on. Mm-hmm. So you, oh, well, yeah, you've always been like kind of who you are. Yes, I, I mean, for better and for worse. I mean, I, I definitely, I'll say this, as a, if we go back to like, you know, I would say Jake 1.0 was me before the age of like 15 when I was most, uh, was pretty similar, except that I was an asshole. Now that it's 2.0 is me and I'm not an asshole. Um, I don't know, what about you? Uh, yeah, in a sense, I, I do think that, um. Obviously, I'm married, so that mm-hmm. adds a whole different dynamic to uh, humanity and to your life. Um, I suspect that there will be a 3.0 the day that we ever decide to have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're, well, I mean, we're always improving. I, 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 I don't think I'm just at, you know, Jake 2.0. I'm probably like... 1.5? 2.3, you know? Well, no, 2. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, we're, we're always improving. At least we. that's the hope. You can only try to get better every day. But anyway, we start off with Sean Gus playing some hoops in 1990. And Sean is destroying Gus, and um, he's looking for a real challenge. And uh, who's coming out to challenge him? Yeah, his uh, his lovely father, who I'm sure will be completely fair and not embarrass him in any way. Um, yeah. yeah, so he calls him out, and Henry's like, you know what? Like, you're not going to get any better by challenging people who are garbage. No offense, Gus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he takes he says, "None taken," obviously. So you know. Uh, essentially, Sean asked for like a little bit of a handicap, right? Mm-hmm. He asked for be spotted some points, but he doesn't give it to him. Yeah, he and then give it to him. he uh, he bl- he blocks his shot really badly. Yeah, he pipes his shit really badly. That ball ends up flying into like the uh, ocean. I remember my dad would occasionally do that. He normally would. Um, he normally would, you know, not take it super easy on it, but like. Because ultimately, it's not really much fun if you're like ten and the per- your dad keeps blocking your shots. It's just not a lot of fun. But occasionally, he would do that as a bit, and you know, it's always fun. Well, it's funny for me because my dad would just foul the shit out of me. Mm. I remember what our dad used to do is he used to like uh, do a bit where you try to distract us by like pulling up a shorts, and I got the John Stockton shorts, which is you know that's a joke I really didn't get, but it's funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's less funny now because he's a total fucking. Yeah, I know. But the, he's a weirdo. But like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like we need to have different categories of people that are like. I I don't like when we're putting all like quote unquote canceled people in the same category because being like anti-vaccine is bad, but it's not as bad as like committing a sex crime. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not saying you do that, but don't talk. People do that where it's like kind of a category of everyone. It's like let's separate. Carmelo and John Stockton are bad for two different reasons. Hmm. Yeah. Obviously, um, John Stockton's way worse. Yeah, I mean, that's not something I said. But we then (laughs) cut to the present, and um, Sean is asleep, and he's listening to an audiobook of Eternity, which is clearly like their Twilight ripoff, except it's about a doctor. Um, 
you know. I mean, to me, it sounds like a, some sort of like sex novel about cream pies. Continue. I elaborate. And it just sounds like that to me. Like that's okay. nothing else to say, right? Internity, okay. like internal. Well, no. Oh, I. I mean, I guess I immediately got the pun that it's like yeah. internal medicine and eternity together. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't get that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but honestly, the thing is, we've said it before. I, my brain is. The reason I'm not super employable is because my brain is like a race car that's instead of being fast is just to understand and make puns. It's an air, it's an aerodynamic vehicle that it just puts together puns. Uh, but anyway, it's about vampire doctors. But Sean gets a call and him and Gus are going to a case and Gus is making a firearm for buying this the audio book. But then, of course, Sean points out that he bought a DVD of What a Date with Tad Hamilton, um, which is a movie I haven't seen. But No, I haven't either, actually. That's the one with uh, Topher Grace? Topher Grace, uh, Kate Bosworth, and Josh Gamal. Right, okay. And you know it's bad because uh, Josh Gamal's in it. Um, I once I once was trying to make a point that he's only in bad stuff, and I went on his um, his Rotten Tomatoes page, and obviously Rotten Tomatoes is not like an end-all be-all, but the only two fresh movies he's ever been in or an animated movie, and his like role as the dad in Love, Simon. Every other movie he's in is rotten. I mean, just really a bad career. Josh Duhamel. Okay. Wasn't he just... like in... Oh. Oh. Eesh. Yeah, it's not uh, good. Uh, it's truly one of the worst careers I've ever seen. Like, it's it, 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 it's not even like accidentally being something good. You know what I mean? Like... What? The only thing he could say is that he won Male Model of the Year uh, ahead of Ashton Kutcher. What, he's from what? Uh, North Dakota, I think? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has that vibe. Um, but anyway, uh, so they go to a, uh, coffee shop and they're getting some stuff and there's apparently a trivia question that if they get it right, a movie trivia question, they get, uh, everything for free. And did you remember Gus's order? Uh, it's like a chocolate chip cookie with extra chocolatey. Six chocolate chip muffins and a chocolate milk, extra chocolatey. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. I wasn't like super paying attention, but. But. Six muffins? Jesus Christ. He's a, he's a madman. Um, this guy better be hitting the gym. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes when I hear like a comedy order and go like, "Oh, that's too much," you know, because I I can be a real degenerate, you know. Um, anyway, um, so they the uh, there's also a conversation going on about how Sean and Gus are going to a wedding this weekend, and Sean's going to ask Jules to be his date, um, but uh, hasn't asked yet. Yeah, he's. Um... He's waiting for the right moment, and uh, that moment is, um, you know, right on the scene of a scene of a crime, possibly, or someone being dead. Yes, but we first got to get to the trivia question, which, which is, is how many times was the f word used in um, was fuck used in um, the usual directed? Suspects? Yeah, I was gonna give you a hint by saying directed by a sex criminal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, yeah, I didn't. Obviously, it's weird that he thinks he knows the top top of his head. Um, I've only seen the usual suspects once when I was like 15, but the problem is because I was on, because I grew up on the internet, I basically, I basically knew, and this is the case for almost every movie with a famous twist. I knew the twist before the movie started, because if you are 13 on the internet, you know, you just run into shit like that. Um, and so like, I can't say that it's a good movie, but I think it would have been better, obviously, if I did not know that spoiler alert, uh, Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. 
Yeah, a lot of really bad people in that movie. <laughs> I think about it. Yeah, I, I remember on Blank Check, the show, they said, is it, they asked if it's the most canceled movie of all time. And it honestly might be. It really might be. Because it's, it's Oscar-winning star and its director. Yeah, I mean, I would just automatically like point to like possibly like a Woody Allen movie. I'm trying to think, is there a Woody Allen movie that also stars someone who's canceled? That's I'm trying to think. Was um, like Shia LaBeouf ever in one of his movies? I don't think so. Oh, maybe like Nymphomaniac? Like Nymphomaniac? Shia LaBeouf and Lars von Trier? Is Lars von Trier canceled? I mean, he I don't was know like, what's up was with like, him. He was like a Nazi sympathizer kind of. True, like, yeah, yeah. I think the thing about the, the, the thing about that is that I almost would say that it can't be because there needs to be a certain level of mainstream notoriety for someone to be canceled. Like no one knows, no one who, you know, no normal people know who Lars von Trier is. So like, I don't think that he really can be canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, but Brian Singer really—we really were letting him make movies up until Bohemian Rhapsody. We really were still letting him make movies. That's just insane. Was he? Did he do um, uh, Valkyrie? Yes, he did. I've never seen that film, but yes, he did. I actually saw it. It was pretty good. No. I mean, I mean, like it's pretty good movies. I mean, X Two is pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, I don't like those movies at all, honestly. I don't like the first one as much as I like the second one. My favorite X Men movie of all time is X Men First Class, which is the one he didn't direct. Well, one of the two he didn't direct. That's um, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, uh, and he also what else did he do? I don't know. I, Bohemian Rhapsody's bad, but he also like mostly didn't direct that movie because he was like on drugs and not on set the whole time. Um, it's crazy. If you've if you've never read like the behind the scenes in that movie, it's nuts. Anyway, um, so Sean guesses ninety seven. It's wrong. A man played by the very honestly a man who had a lot of heat on him coming off a loss, Nestor Carbonell, um, the mayor in the Dark Knight. That's who I know him as, and like having like really like, in like really crazy eyes or yes. eyelashes, eyebrows. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he's. I mean, he's just a very. He has very dark, thick face hair on his face. Not facial hair, but like his eyebrows, his eyelashes, his everything. Features, yeah, yeah. Um, but he says it's ninety eight because apparently there's um, uh, uh, Benicio del Toro's character says gug or, but it's actually fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, correct. So we're at a public park and. Uh, Gus is annoyed to be working on the Lord's Day. Um, I love that Gus will occasionally throw stuff out like that, but like because it's a comedy show, they don't really want to wait into it. He never really does anything outwardly religious. <laughs> like, he's only good for Steve yeah. at church. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, and they comment on the fact that Lassie is in uh, his, I guess, casual clothing. He's just like wearing mm-hmm. a polo shirt. But I guess every other time we've seen him, he's pretty much been wearing a suit. So, Well, no, the joke is that he looks like he's wearing, wearing golf clothes, not just casual stuff. Um but that's, you like, know. very police casual stuff. It is, yeah. It's also, like, honestly, I think because growing up in Florida, like, people dress like they're on the golf course every day of the year. You know what I mean? It's kind of just, like, like you know, on, like, Christmas morning when we went to, uh, like, breakfast at my parents', like, you know, gated community club, everyone was dressed like they were going golfing, you know? Um, myself included. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so... Sean apparently is trying to bring back not and said the liar. Now the question, have you ever tried to bring back slang? I suspect I have. Um, oh God. Yeah, there was one. You go first while I think of it. I tried to bring back Grody in like 2012, but it didn't work. Oh, I feel like people still use that though. Occasionally, but it was, I think it was pretty, it was, it had a moment. Yeah, there was one that I, I recently tried to bring him back. Um, oh, like, I don't know. Does this count? Like, bitchin'? 
That counts, yeah. Bitching is you try to bring it back. I mean, I'm yeah. always in favor of it. Language, language, much like technology, is cyclical. Um, and that mm-hmm. I just realized is another reference to Thirty Rock, a show you'll never watch. Um, Correct. Technology. It's just one of the best lines ever. Where Liz's boyfriend is sells beepers in 2006, and it's like, Dennis, don't use beepers. He has technology is cyclical. <laughs> Do you watch? Do you watch Abbott Elementary? I don't because I'm bad at keeping up with television. Um, okay. I've I've sold my ability to watch television in order to log 400 movies on Letterboxd a year. Is it bad? You know, it had to happen. Yeah, I was gonna say because everyone loves that show, and I will never watch a fucking second of it. I'm sorry. Why? Because you think that uh, Tyler James I Williams just, is ugly? I don't even know who that is. Oh. Um, yeah, and I just don't care about network television for the most part. I mean, I do care about network television in that, like, that is what I grew up on. And so it means a lot to me. Um, Does it take place I, in oh, Philly? Yes. Oh, then I'll yeah. really never watch it. You hate you hate the city of Philadelphia? I do, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I, I remember I once the one time we met up, you we were pissing on Rocky Balboa statue, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. And so Lucy Friedman, sorry, Lucy Friedman is the uh, dead person. She's 70. Uh, she died at Philharmonic. And uh, Sean looks at... Um, what was the cause she, of death? Well, it doesn't look like foul play. It looks like she... What was it? Um, what was the actual term? I didn't write it down. She died of boredom. Is what oh, I was say. oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, there's some bug spray around her. And Sean is remembering some other murders he read about. Oh, sorry, other deaths that involved some type of spray can. And as mm-hmm. he's about to say that how it's related to Peter Hodges and Veronica Miller, Declan Rand comes up and uh, says that all three died near an aerosol can. Mm-hmm. Now, so, Declan, yeah, kinda... what, what's what's what, what's our take on what's our take on Declan as a name? Well, he's a really good player for Arsenal, and that's my team, so I like Declan. Um, but before okay. that. That sounds like somebody that would have like dated one of my ex-girlfriends and pissed me off. Okay, so Declan, and this is such a deep cut reference, and it is morbid. But the the only other before this, like the same, the only time I really heard the name Declan was. Do you remember in like 2012 when the student at Notre Dame died because he fell off a scissor lift trying to film Notre Dame's practice? Correct. His name was Declan, and I remember thinking like that's the most Irish name of all time. And of course, he went to Notre Dame. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kevin that was during uh, Brian Kelly's. Yes, year? yes. But I was gonna say Kevin and I d- would definitely, probably too glibly say things about you know, you know Brian Kelly freaking killed the guy at the program. Um, but uh, well, didn't didn't like didn't Brian Kelly say some crazy shit about like how his whole team should get shot to death or something like that? Or executed? But Brian Kelly is just one of the most angry men in the world. And I don't know if you saw, I know you don't only really follow, I mean, you do follow college football somewhat, but I don't know if you follow it that closely. But when he started at LSU last year. Oh, and, when he did the whole Cajun he, accent? Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Because my dad's a big Notre Dame fan. And even he was like, he obviously still rooted for Notre Dame. But like, he just fucking hated Brian Kelly. Because whoever, no one likes Brian Kelly. Is he still there at LSU? Mm-hmm. Oh, at LSU? Yeah. I mean, they want to get rid of him, but. You know, but that's the Brian Kelly experience. You can't really get rid of him because you don't know if you can get a better coach than him. Well, I guess it's better than Ed O. Yeah, I mean, Ed O won them a fucking title, though, so. Yeah, he also, like, wasn't he, like, super weird? He was, he, among other things, once tried to pick up a woman at a gas station, and when she said that she was married and pregnant, he said, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I mean, the man wants what he wants. Anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, he, they're kind of 
doing a little, they're sizing, as Bill Simmons would say, describing a movie, they're sizing each other up, and um, they're saying it's a serial killer, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, so um, Sean doesn't like him, but Sean needs to ask Juliet something. Yeah, he um, he wants to know um, basically if she will accompany him as his date to um, a wedding that him and Gus are to attend on the mm-hmm. next Sunday. No, but next Saturday. For, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, Declan beat him to the punch yet again and asked her out on a date. And she agreed to do it, but she also says, like, hey, um, I don't know if it's right now, but let's just say it's it later. Now. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That Eventually she tells him that, um, you know, she's known him for like 10 minutes and that if Sean really wants her to go with him, then she will then she will go with him Mm -hmm. to which sean obviously uh responds by being a total prick and saying that he can find a date no matter what he was just he wanted to give her something to do because he insinuates that she has nothing else going on yeah sean is really you know this is a sean is being an asshole episode um but you know i i don't mind this one so much mostly because like it's it doesn't even try to like hide it you know it's 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 very over the top um Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they, um, we, we, yeah, you actually mentioned that scene happens, um, and, uh, you know, they then have the whole, like, roundup with them in the police department because it's a serial killer, and they announce that they're bringing in Psych because they're experienced with serial killers, and mm-hmm. they're hiring Declan Rand. And Declan then describes what the poison that was used was, and what poison was it, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to say it. Hemlock. Now, I agree that hemlock is fun to say i don't agree at all i don't it's just a fucking word hemlock hemlock now it's not it's not as fun to say as remember the bit with tungsten 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 tungsten's way better yeah yeah i know i that's why i'm just i I, but anyway now you know you know who died from drinking hemlock uh hold on i do know this you do is it like an author no i mean Saying no might be a little confusing, but this guy te- technically never wrote anything in his life. Uh, I don't know, Tommy. Socrates. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't want to say no because, like, like I know from like the an introductory philosophy class I took in college that Socrates never wrote anything. Plato wrote everything, but still, I didn't want to say no because that would be, you know, a bit confusing because a lot of things are attributed to him. But anyway, um, a. Uh, the profile is someone, a woman in her mid-30s who has euthanistic intentions because all these people were sick and mm-hmm. the deaths were peaceful. And Sean has a hunch of who it is. Yeah, he um, he thinks that it is... Uh, I forgot who? Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that didn't really... That Did you ever see the clip of her on Watch What Happens Live where Andy Cohen's asking her about the fact that she believed in pre-chewing her food for her baby and Pat Malachny is kind of making fun of her and Alicia Silverstone clearly is mad at her? It's a great clip. Um, you know, mostly because, like, mostly because like, Padma's right, pre-chewing your food's fucking weird. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and How then Sean gets, children? I, well, not, I mean, this is when they're babies. But still, like, just get I fucking... Know. Get Gerber. Stop it. I feel like people in Hollywood are so, are so bored with their lives that they need to reinvent how to do everything. Um, but you know what? She still looks fantastic. I mean, I absolutely. I'm not going to take that, take that away from her. Um, now, uh, I don't know what happened. 
I mean, she was either she doesn't want to work or she is the worst agent in the world because man, just not really doing much. Um, anyway, uh, but she's in like one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, so I will not. Uh, Clueless. No, excess baggage. No, yeah, Clueless. Yeah, well, I can quote that movie till the cows come home. Mm. I, I, I thought I assumed it had to be Clueless, but I'm like, there's a chance that there's some outs that he's just like, no, man, I love the crush. Um. Anyway, oh, I need to see that. I mean, I think that that's one of those movies that is like so probably like aged so poorly. I believe that she's like a 15 year old who like falls in love with. Ke- who has a obsession with Carrie Elwes and like frames him for like I, it's so it's something crazy, um, and now we all have an obsession Carrie with Elwes? Carrie Elwes. Yeah, I mean, we all have an obsession with him. He's a good looking guy, but um, no, not anymore. Don't fuck off. This you're talking about pure Despero. He's a, he's a he's a special person in the annals of psych. But anyway, um, Sean and Gus are talking to Henry about uh. Declan and you know apparently he has glowing recommendations he went to Harvard he's got he's got a monkey basketball league association I mean an NBA um and yeah you know Henry wants him to be challenged by this yeah I mean it it harkens back to the introduction where you know Henry tells him that you cannot develop more as a person unless you're challenged in some way Mm -hmm. so you know they're all going to work on the case together and um yeah, Henry tells him that he's been sloppy and he needs to like up his game. And he literally mailed in a case, uh, meaning he mailed in the answer, which you know it's good, it's funny stuff. Correct. Anyway, um, then they go out and they talk to Declan, and he they asked De- he asked Declan to profile him. And, well, before uh, that, you oh, know, sorry. Declan is he actually is very complimentary of yes. Oh, oh, right, yes, yes. I mean, I yeah. think that that's what makes this episode work such as it does is that Declan is like just completely nice to <laughs> and like yeah I, I think the thing that's important to understand too is like all of the competition is like obviously so, Declan wants to look good but especially the stuff with Jules like you have to remember Declan doesn't know that Sean and Jules have had a will they won't they thing going on for five years he just stepped like he doesn't and which obviously all it's all Sean's head and uh you know he's an idiot um, maybe he does maybe he does but what is his profile of Sean is that he is highly intelligent, but is ashamed of it and dumps himself down on purpose and hides behind jokes and sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And that's the initial read. Yeah. And so Sean answers um, in like, you know, kind of like throwing like water, dumping cold water. Because well, he says, he says, uh, I agree. Not said the liar. Right. Because um, he's trying to bring back that too. Um, yeah, which are in opposition of each other, which yeah. Declan points out. And Declan also points out that Sean has a tendency to over-enunciate words, suggesting mm-hmm. he has a problem with confrontation or awkwardness. Yes. And they kind of, you know, he kind of leaves after that. And Gus tells him that, you know, he was spot on, and Sean admits that he's correct, that yes. Declan's got him. Then we go to the great Woody Strode. My, my favorite scene. It's he's the funniest character. I I I mean it's you understand like it, now I, I, I know obviously it starts off a little slow, but this episode is this episode the second scene he's in has probably one of my favorite way lines ever. But um, it's the photos of the victims, and then what is a photo of him dead? <laughs> yeah, and it's a miracle what baby powder and ketchup can accomplish mm, yes. in the photographic arts. But what what he does tell them is that they all were dying of advanced disease. One was of cirrhosis, one of advanced hepatitis, and the most recent one was dying of Wilson's disease, um, which is, of course, when you're slowly morphing into a volleyball. Um, And 
I just got a really bad, uh, just a, a horrible reaction on that for the listeners at home. Um, but I've Sean, remembers, uh, I've actually never seen it either. Um, Sean, you know, I just watched for the other day, for the what? yesterday, for the first time on Valentine's Day. Oh fuck! I saw, I just saw your letterbox. What did you watch again? The Notebook. Oh, I've never actually seen the Notebook. Um, it's pretty good. It's not bad. I'm sure it is. Uh, you know, I actually watched a couple of days ago for the first time. Uh, 1975's Rollerball, but that movie you'd like. You like that movie? Oh, okay. Is that who? Who's in that? Uh, James Conn? No, James Conn. James Conn. Who directed? Yeah, it's like uh, Norman Jewison. Um, oh, who just yeah. recently died? Nespa? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. It's it's like a futuristic sports movie in a world where every city is controlled by corporations and it's all propaganda. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, and that's the one that was remade with Chris Klein. Yes, it and was. Rebecca Romain. That, I mean, that's why the reason I watched it is because Blank Check is gonna cover is covering John McTiernan, and I wanted to watch the original before I watched the remake in like two months. You know, because Wait, the remake was by John McTiernan. Yes. Yes. Oh Lord. Yeah. Um, didn't he have a whole thing where like he owed money to like the he went no he went, no he didn't go no 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 he no. got sued for spying on somebody. No, he went to jail for spying on somebody. He yes. has the, the joke that the host of Blank Jack's been making is that he's the only director to go to movie jail and actual jail. <laughs> Damn. Because his career he, cause his career fell off like um, really quickly. He had like three flops in a row. But, you know, he had a flop, a rebound, and then two flops again. Um, and yeah, but then he went to actual jail. And I'll never make, I think, I don't, he'll never make a movie again. Because it's not just that he went to jail. He went to jail for like movies related shit. Anyway, um... So these people, yeah. Sean remembers, were related. So because he remembers Wilson's disease from the tapes and it's a liver disease. And so he remembers that these people are all waiting for livers. So they go to the hospital to get the list of the donors and uh, the list of people waiting for livers. And who are the top three people? The three victims. Correct. So, you know, Sean was right about that hint, that hunch of liver transplants being needed. But Declan is the first one to ask the question who's next in line and that's when mm-hmm. we find out it's Catherine Bix mm-hmm. who is the age of 35 which matches the initial profile that um, mm-hmm. Declan had declared mm-hmm. he declared Declan had declared mm-hmm. Declan, um, and, Declan declared yes and so uh, we then um, cut to Sean back at the office he's calling people about going to the wedding call someone who he went to a Dodgers game with and ran on the field um and, uh, you know, Sean didn't sleep there. He got in. He tried to make some Joe, but he couldn't get the coffee maker to work. And there's just nothing better. I like better than a joke. Of, I tried to, I couldn't get the coffee maker to work. We don't have a coffee maker. <laughs> right. And we find out what it is. It's yeah. uh, his humidifier. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, you know yeah. what? Kind of looks like a coffee maker. It Not does. Uh, but yeah, so they we re- we hear that Catherine just just seen Spotty into her house. So they're going to go over to her to confront her. And, um, you know, Sean is, uh, still being adversarial with Declan. He's trying to bring back the words and he's also said he's bring back hammer pants, which, um, no, nah, that's not going to happen. I kind of feel like there's like some sort of version of it that was like kind of popular recently, but not quite. Zubaz? Yeah. I, Zub, Zubaz. Yeah. That's a little bit, but even then, like, that's like, I don't know if you're gonna call that super popular. Like, you know, it's not, like, I don't think yeah. it was really cool. But anyway, Catherine answers the door, and she's, you know, looking like she has advanced liver disease. And um, the uh, she's like, oh, am I a suspect? And she gets the biscuit pulled on her because she reaches into her purse. You don't do this. If the cut, you don't reach into the purse. You're going to get shot. That's one. And two, like, 
the second that you say, oh, am I suspected, then you're automatically suspected for that. Mm-hmm. So. Now, the funny thing, of course, is that in, in the actual reality of the episode, she actually doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like you said, like she was trying to reach for her bag and um, because her bag uh, basically suggests that she had been out of town for the last few weeks. She mm-hmm. was in Switzerland with her liver doctor so it doesn't appear at this moment in time that Catherine is involved in any capacity. Um, so the police all move on to do what they're going to investigate the next clue. But yes. that doesn't stop Sean, our boy, mm-hmm. from asking or from trying to ask her out to be his next date for the mm-hmm. wedding. But, um, you know, he gets cut off, obviously. Yes. And so um, the next guy is Leonard Jimenez and they're going to go see him. But Sean and Gus don't because Sean researched and learned that he died three days ago. And so they go to the hotel to go see what the next guy on the list fits Gurley. And mm-hmm. um, he's actually being like uh, honored by like uh, one of those like Elks Club type things. And, um, you know, he is uh, going to confront him with uh, one of those hammers that they use to check the reflexes. And um, the, Sean, ones that they would beat, the ones that they would beat E.T. with. Yes, yes. That, that would happen to me. Me and my friend saw E.T. We beat him with hammers. Um, and, uh, Sean, instead of just being rational, he grabs the mic and starts making accusations because he misidentifies Fitzgurley. Yeah. It's not the guy who's talking. It's like this guy who's like in a wheelchair right next off, I mean, off the stage. And Sean is right. The guy does look like the coach from the white shadow. Um, but it's not him. I don't even know what the white shadow is. It was a TV show. The actor was Ken Howard is, uh, I think I know that name. Uh, he was the president of SAG for a while. I know him from uh, 30 Rock, and he's also in Michael Clayton. Um, he's 6'6". Six, six. What a freak. He was 6'6". Six, six. He's no longer oh. with us. Jeez, all right. Yeah, I mean, the White Shadow, I believe, was a, he played a basketball coach, so I, I hope he would be 6'6". Six, six. Um, Fair. Anyway, um, and so, yeah, he made a mistake, even because the, the arrest record that he was talking about was for a protest. And so... Um, you know, there's there's some blame going around. Sean's trying to throw it back on Declan. But there's one more clue that just comes in that breaks the case back wide open. Which is that they have a witness uh, who saw the stranger who who saw the stranger who switched the insect repellent. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Sean guesses immediately that uh, the guy was homeless. I mm-hmm. guess like that's just like what people do. Right, homeless people. Well, just... no, it's because he saw the homeless guy laying yeah. there previously. Oh, did I? I didn't see that. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. And so, but of course, they show the sketch, and it's clearly Catherine Bix. And uh, Vic is kind of mad at them for letting her go, and they should not have doubted Declan. And so, um, yeah, they um, what was going to say that uh, they're going to go, and Sean's try- still trying to solve the wedding conundrum, and who does he invite? He ends up inviting uh, a woman who was on, who was famously um, indoctrinated into Nexium. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, this Do woman was in Nexium? No, I did not know she was in Nexium. She was in Nexium. Yeah, she is. She's in that. She's in that documentary. And like, did she get out or is she? She got out. She got out. She's on okay. it, like trying to like, yeah, Sarah Edmondson. Oh wait, Sarah Edmondson. Wow. Wait, was she the um, one who? I actually might have listened to a podcast about her. Specifically. She's crazy, Gina. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. 
Uh, she got is... branded. She's one of the ones that got branded. Yeah, I think I might have actually because I remember I listened to a podcast about. Um, uh, no, she was on the because I listened to a podcast about Nexium in like 2018, and then so I never ended up watching the documentary because I listened to like a 24. I listened to like I listened to like the first thing about it where it was literally a, a Canadian journalist who just happened to have a friend who was in it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, crazy shit. They fucking brand that guy branded. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like initially when I was watching the scene, uh, my wife had just come home. So I paused it. And so Amazon shows you the actresses mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the people in the scene. So I saw Sarah Edmonds and I'm like, I fucking know that name. Mm-hmm. And immediately I'm like, oh, that's the girl that got. Yeah. She was in the whole thing with Allison Mack and mm-hmm. all that shit. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Yeah. I was gonna say, she actually was. She was the friend I was talking about with the uncover escaping Axiom. That she was. Yeah, because she's person. Canadian. She's Canadian. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was. She was the one who remember. I remember listening to her talk about that. She told that she said basically that she didn't realize that it was the, their initials until her husband noticed. Um, Correct. Which, you know, you know, I mean. Yeah. Anyway, so they had to go try to find her. Uh, try to find Catherine. Um, Gina thinks Sean's gonna ask her to marry her. You know, long, it's this I this, this side plot is stupid. Um, and so of course Catherine's not there, and um, Declan's talking but, about. She, but but uh, sorry, sorry. Right before that, we just missed this little side scene of um, Declan and Juliet kind of holding hands right. a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, cozy. Mm, mm-hmm. And so uh, Declan mentions that she has a major depersonalization disorder. She's feeling detached from one's mental state, etc. And then Sean is remembering eternity in which mm-hmm. that exact same line is said. Correct. So he has three conclusions. Um, one is that he's a fraud. Two is that they read the same books. Uh-huh. And then three is that he might be the murderer mm-hmm. um, and a fan of Chick Lit. So, yes. you know, they're on their way to... Um, well, I didn't know at the time what, what, where they were on their way, but well, the following uh, day, yeah, I didn't know at the time. Um, it wasn't clear to me. And so apparently Sean decides that Declan lied on his resume. He never went to Harvard because he Mm -hmm. called a Harvard's admissions office and there was never a Declan rant. So yeah, that's when we find out that he followed Declan. They followed Declan and his Mm -hmm. Prius to a really nice house and they're trying to figure out a way to get in and they just decide to knock on the door. And... No, they don't. He, no, they don't. Uh, Declan oh, hears oh, them outside. Oh. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lets them in. And Sean doesn't think it's his house, but of course he's a gigantic painting of himself. Um, and so, um, you know, he's like, "Is Declan your real name?" Etc. But he's filthy rich. And mm-hmm. uh, they go into his backyard, and he tells basically that he big shorted himself into being rich. Um, mm-hmm. He bet against the stock market. And who does he have in his backyard? He's got Kurt Smith. Not mm. Kurt Woodsmith, but Kurt Smith, no. who is uh, one of the singers, or one of the main people from Tears for Fears. Yes, one of the two. Um, I don't know the other one's name. Yeah, same. I thought they were brothers, honestly. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's there hanging out, and uh, that's just the kind of things that you have going on when you're a rich person. You can have like the guy from Tears for Fears just playing acoustic in your backyard. Yes, I love this bit just because Kurt Smith commits to it a lot <laughs> like Absolutely. like he's really funny um, the whole episode he does yeah um and so uh yeah the you know they um he's playing the songs he tries to improvise and definitely keeps getting mad at him and it's like he's only there because he's paying him 
Um, and so what happened was after he definitely got rich, he wanted to pursue a childhood dream of becoming a sushi chef, but that takes seven years. And so instead he decided that he used the experience of his dad being a therapist to, um, you know, uh, to be a criminal profiler. Um, yeah. So now do we think that Declan Rand is his real name? Yes. Yeah. Cause he says okay. it is. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah. I don't take, he lied about everything else. Yes, no, but they got, Sean asked him, if, is Declan your real name? I'm sure he does, but like I still don't believe him. Okay, well, I'll tell you, I, as far as I know, uh, having watched the entire series, it is his real name. I mean, unless they just don't tell you He goes back? I mean, he's in the next episode, yeah. He's in the next episode? Of course he's in the next episode. He's going on a date with Juliet. Oh, I didn't, well, sorry. The, the I'm kidding, I, I know, time. I know. But no, he's in the next episode. Um, okay. And so, uh, yeah, a little Mr. Carbonell action. And so he basically, he tells Sean he doesn't have to tell Juliet. And then what does Declan throw back at him? That he's just as much of a fraud as he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, they read the same books. And, you know, it, essentially, like, they're both in the same, they're both in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, by the way, I just was closing out of Sarah Edmondson's Wikipedia page. She started her own podcast called A Little Bit Culty with her and her husband. I don't know if it's still going on, but, you know. Because her husband was on it as well. He was in the, yes. in the cult. Well, you know, I know. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Um, anyway, so, uh, you know that this Wikipedia page is written by a Canadian because it keeps using the word organization with an S. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so you know who does... But oh yeah, that's the thing that Canadians do. They do they spell things the British way, but for the most part. Wait, on what page? On the Sarah Evanson Wikipedia page, it says the downfall of the organization, and it's spelled with an S. This is this is just an aside. We don't need to dwell on this. Oh, well, I see another one with the Z. So damn. So you know what it is? You ever see those like uh, bumper stickers that are like two rival teams? It says a house divided. That's what this Wikipedia page is. House divided. America gotcha. Canada. So anyway. Um, yeah, they uh, – Sean loves Kurt Smith, by the way. We need to, he keeps telling him that. I'm almost positive, if I remember from like back when the show was on, this is all just because James Roday loves Kurt Smith. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, obviously they do shout when they do American duos. Um, you know, they love – Correct, Tears correct. Um, yeah. But yeah. And so Sean tells Henry about him being a fraud. And what Henry points out, there's no legal requirement to be a profiler. Who cares? You're a fraud too. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but then they get some news. Yeah. They get the news that, um, Catherine Vicks has been seen walking through a parking lot. And, um, so that's where everyone heads and they, they all get there and sure enough, she's laid out on the floor and she's dead. Mm -hmm. Um, but the weird thing is that Declan is there standing over her body. Yes. And so he gets arrested. Um, because Lassie thinks that he's the guy. Because oh, uh, Sean also told Lassie about this whole thing. And so he's getting taken in. And he asked Sean, I guess, to check on Kurt. Um, you know, uh, uh, but sorry. And then Sean, I guess, asked Lassie if they can talk to him first. And Sean's, and Lassie says, yes, five minutes. But tell him that I'm coming and hell is coming with me. Which the first time I saw this movie, I did not realize was Lassie quoting Tombstone. But it is. <laughs> um, is it? Yes, that's what after... Uh, Bill Paxton's character, wider his younger brother dies, he says about uh, Johnny Ringo, tell him I'm coming, and hell is coming with me. Um, okay, I figured that sounded like very cinematic. 
Um, I didn't know where it was from. I've seen the movie, but I didn't recall. You know what I'm doing right now? Looking what? over at my Tombstone Blu-ray. It's in the mm. collection. I got I got a Blu-ray collection 56 deep, and Tombstone is one of 56. Um, did you did you listen to the Big Picture podcast with Timothy Simons? Uh, not the most recent one. I listened to the first time he was on, but not the most recent one. Yeah. It, it kind of makes me want to like buy more physical media. So. That's part of what made me want to get into it. And the thing is, I'm, don't, I don't buy based on what my favorites are, although I do have most of my favorites just for posterity's sake. I basically just go get them for cheap, you know? So, like, are there some, like, some movies I only like a little bit. Like, the, the price, if a movie is, like, $1, for example, on Blu-ray, if I even vaguely like it, I'll get it, which is how I ended up with Now You See Me Too. Um, whereas, like, I'm willing to pay you know, like 20 bucks for, you know, everything everywhere all at once. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think I bought recently what, like a 4k of Donnie Darko for like 40 bucks. Yeah. I've never, that, before yeah. that I bought the criterion collection of the elephant man. See, I haven't spent that much on any of these just cause I wanted, I want to buy, I want to get a big collection for having a lot is more important than having the best quality for me because I'm a, you know, a hoarder. By nature, you have a lot of space. Probably, no, no, not that yet at all. I don't have a lot of space at all. But because uh, I'm probably never going to watch most of these on Blu-ray anytime soon, it's always like I like to have them to look at them. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, like if I go, I go to a fucking like there's a place that sells like used ones starting at three dollars, and it's like, I'll I'm willing to spend three dollars on a lot of movies, you know, <laughs> like it don't have to be that one. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, they um, what uh. What Declan points out with the reviewing him is that she actually looked healthier than when they first saw her, you know, besides the fact she was dead. And so that makes Sean think. And so Sean goes to Woody and asks him and turns out, uh, well, two things. One, that Sean helped him find out that his wife wasn't just friends with that college freshman. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, and that the woman who's dead on the table was not suffering from cirrhosis. She had applied makeup. Um to herself to make her look like she was uh sick she was a model of health before then yes um so the question now becomes how did she get on the list period and mm-hmm. you know they also talk about uh or sean asked like was she a righty was she a lefty mm-hmm. and she was a righty but he remembers seeing a photo of um in catherine. in catherine's house mm-hmm. um of her throwing with her left hand so i mean it's you can still do the same thing but when the autopsy reveals that like most of her right arm was like mm-hmm. more degenerated than the other one you tend to believe that it's just yes and so different. uh sean also mentions that um woody's wife is not just friends with a personal trainer and this is the line i think about all the time oh no i approve that one. Oh <laughs> god yeah well i mean what is this a situation of we talk about it all the time what is it it's total cuck. Cucked badly. He's, he's, real, he's real cucked. Um, yeah, he's a real cuckold. King yes. cuckold. He's a king cuckold, uh, Casey. Um, and so Sean thinks like, okay, where are the parking garages attached to what? An apartment building. So Sean senses that the killer is in apartment number five. They kick open the door. There's someone sitting on a chair. And oh my God, it's Catherine again. Except it's not Catherine. It's her identical twin, yeah. Maddie. Correct. Very Twin Peaks, um, yeah. It's like, and apparently, yeah, you know, she's she's she was not going to be on the list to get a 
transplant. She has she's the one that has cirrhosis, but she's mm. also an alcoholic. And yeah, I do I do appreciate the fact that both of us were drinking alcohol recording this episode. <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes, baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you also really was, have to try to get cirrhosis by thirty five. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot you, of stuff. I'm, you got to be doing like Denzel. You got to be doing like Denzel Washington in the flight with the fucking handle of vodka. You know what I'm talking about? Everyone's been talking about flights. I've never seen that movie. It's not bad. the 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 plane crash is one of the greatest things ever put it's on Zemeckis, film. Zemeckis, right? It's Zemeckis. Did it's you Zemeckis. say Zemeckis? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's Zemeckis. It's incredible. I mean, the thing that's great about it is that it never leaves the plane. Like, like you never see the plane from the outside, mm. and so like it's 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 cool in that way. Um, and then the rest of the movie is like a pretty down the middle alcohol drama, but mm. it's Denzel in it. And so it's, it's Denzel and Don Cheadle in it. So it's like better than it needs to be. You know what I mean? Like the writing's pretty basic, but you have like two great fucking actors going at it. So yeah, I haven't seen it. So, um, yeah. one day it's a good movie. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, she's an alcoholic. She wouldn't have qualified. I, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, and yeah. But all I was going to say was that Nadine Velasquez has an incredible scene in that movie. How do you know that, but you don't, you've never seen the movie? I'm on Reddit, bro. No. It's actually the first scene in the movie. The movie actually opens up with her breasts is actually the way the movie begins. Um, which is, yeah. you know, kind of, it's, it's funny that that's where the movie opens because that's not really the tone of the movie. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's yeah, it's uh, and then you got you know Mrs. Yellowstone in there, um, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, Kelly Bruce, Riley, yes, uh, Bruce Greenwood is in there, just being as solid as fucking oak. Um, and then John one Goodman, of the most has, underrated, one of the most underrated Canadians of all time. Oh, absolutely, I love Bruce Greenwood because he's played the president in two different movies, actually three different movies, and he's uh, Canadian. I mean, mm-hmm. because he just looks like the president. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Just. Um, He's got that vibe for sure. And so yeah, she can't get on the list because she is cirrhosis. She she's an alcoholic, and she was killing the people in front of her. And then when her twin sister got back from uh, Switzerland, she was pretty pissed about it, and they got in a fight. She pushed her, and she died. Yeah, she pushed her. Or she fucking she pushed her. Hit her over the head. I mean, what they said is that she pushed her into the wall and she hit her head. I see. Okay, it seemed like okay. Got it. So, you know, um, psychosis is a very common side effect of cirrhosis, which seems kind of flimsy, but maybe it's true. I have no idea. I'm sure it is. I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot of people sense, who are dying sure, of cirrhosis. But I think, yeah, but I, I think like, I don't know, like something that affects your body necessarily doesn't really affect your mind like that. No, that's that's actually just completely not true. I can imagine. It. I, um, cirrhosis. I mean, in some sense. Psychosis. Let me look up cirrhosis, psychosis. Um... Yes, it's uh, the symptom is called hepatic encephalopathy, where uh, toxins. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's because the toxins that your bot that your liver filters out go into your brain instead. Okay, yeah. there you go. Is that common? With advanced cirrhosis, it says yes, actually. Like okay, it's fine. very advanced. Like if it's someone who just like has a bad liver, like but like if you are on death row with cirrhosis, yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing about most most diseases by the if that are like long running like that. If you have any organ failure, it basically destroys everything else in your body too. Like that's why, you know, there's not, that's why you don't like, you're not doing cartwheels and then you die one day. It's because your body breaks down entirely. Gotcha. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, this proves that, um, 
you know, uh, it wasn't Catherine, it was Maddie. And so we get to the next day where obviously Declan's not the killer either. Um, and he thanks Sean for getting him out of jail. And, you know, he offers a, you know, an olive branch. He will loan out Kurt Smith. He's pimping out Kurt Smith for the wedding on Saturday. Um, and so, you know, we don't really know if that's going to happen. But Declan also talks about how he's going to come clean to Juliet for being yes. a fraud. And he thinks that, and then that, you know, kind of inspires Sean to think that he should do the same. Um, and again, Declan beats him to the punch of admitting that they're frauds. Yes. And, well, just that he's a fraud, but yeah, and then that, you know, Jules is pissed about it. She walks away, and, um, uh, you know, she comes back and basically says, you know, I appreciate your honesty. They have one of those conversations, and they're back on, um, and she yells Mm -hmm. mentions he's really rich. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and during this whole time, Sean is texting Gina not to come, and she's pissed. Then we cut to the wedding, where Kurt Smith, oh, sorry, um, Declan mentions that Kurt is an angry alcoholic, and we cut to the wedding, and Kurt is getting fucking boozed up. I, I, I still think that Kurt Smith is willing to do this. Like, it's one thing if it's a, like when like a super famous or like super iconic person does it. It's like, oh, they're playing with their image. Like, Kurt Smith is like not that famous of a person. It's the fact that he was willing to do this. It just makes me respect him a lot. Well, my thing is like, does he live in like Canada or does he live in like California? Like, how did this work out? Does he just decide? Like, how did uh, that work Kurt, out? Kurt Smith. Let me see what his uh, um, other activities. Yeah, he lives in LA. No, yeah, no. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's. I don't know. I think they just reached out to him and said, "Hey, Kurt, we love you." And uh, yeah, it's Kurt's playing. And um, oh, we all completely forgot to mention this to the episode because it's not important. Gus was dating a girl named Kim for like eight days, and they broke up. Who cares? Um, and, Correct. uh, what was Sean's fix of how to get Gina to not be mad at him? Uh, to invite, to actually invite her to the wedding, yeah. um, at the end of the day. And, and so, so she's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And she wants, he's talking about them making out after, you know, with Barada and then they start kissing and we cut away. What do you give this episode out of 10? I give it an eight out of 10. So did I, I like, uh, the interplay. I think that the bit, some of the bits are, you know, the Gina bit is a bit, you know, dumb. It's kind of like a. It, it, the character is not a big enough character previously for me to really feel the weight of it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, but it's fun to see Sean, you know, challenged by someone and, and that there's not like a big reveal that he like was in on it. You know what I mean? That he actually is just as smart as Sean is. Um, correct. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate that. It like, yeah, I think the last, I think this whole season for the most part has been kind of subpar. I mean, um, I I like it, but I don't know. I I like I like its highs. Um, uh, the but... last one that got a good date, a good sorry, not date, a good rating for me was or similar was Chivalry's Dead. Not dead, but someone is. Yeah. Everything else has been very much like seven and a half. Like, eh. but we'll see. I mean, I think the episode, the season's finish is strong. I can tell you that. At least I think. I mean, I like some of the episodes that you don't like. So who's to say? But Andre, we're gonna be able to follow you on Twitter. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J. Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, and tune in next time as we talk about one, maybe two ways out.